All right, we're we are live at, for the JB Graphics download episode number twenty. This is the twenty twenty three District Nine basketball playoffs preview show. To my, I think this is my right. To my right on the screen is Andy. Below me is Chris, and I got the D nine between the lines below me. What's going on, guys? What's going on? How much? How much? So, Andy, uh, me and Chris were at the KSAC games, but uh, I guess we can kind of start off and uh, talk a little bit about the AML championships that you were at last night. Yeah, holy cow. I mean, neither game got out of the 30s, but, man, were they a lot of fun. Um, I guess we have to start with the boys' game where there was some um, controversy, if you will. Uh, Start at the end of regulation where Ridgeway had the ball with about two and a half minutes left, decided to hold for the last shot. Um, it was Aaron Sorg that took the last shot with like two seconds left, went off the back of the rim, no good. So the game goes to overtime, and Elk actually wins the tip. They take a shot within the first 20 seconds. No good. Ridgeway gets the board. Ridgeway holds the ball for over three minutes, and Jack Benninger gets a jump shot. It's no good. Elk calls timeout uh, with 3.7 seconds left. And Will Wartman goes the length of the court uh, in his layup. Beats the buzzer, didn't beat the buzzer, what have you. It counted on the court. Elk won the game. Um, but bottom line, it, it was a classic Elk County Catholic Ridgeway game. Low scoring, defensive. In fact, I told a couple people before the game, first first team to 30 wins. And that actually turned out to be true. <laughs> and uh, I think it was kind of exactly the kind of game that um, – that you would expect between those two teams, um, you know, end of, end of the game aside, um, low scoring, defensive, intense. And uh, then the girls game, um, yeah, this is a rarity. Elk beat St. Mary's for the fourth time this season. And that's, you just don't, rarely do teams even play each other for Oh, times. you see that all the time up there, Andy. Let's not lie. Well, yeah, yeah, you do, but, but rarely does one team beat another four times. We we and, unfortunately uh, have seen that a lot too up there. That that yeah, oh, between sure, between sure. between the between the Christmas between the Christmas tournament and the and AML the, playoffs, and, and now yeah. even more so with St. Mary's in the yeah. AML, you're yeah, gonna see but, you're gonna see this all the time. But I mean, I think that girls game got overshadowed by the boys game afterward. That girls game was a really good game. It was back and forth. Um, Sammy Straub to go ahead three with about three and a half minutes to go, and Elk was able to hold off St. Mary's. Um, so so exactly. I think if each coach would tell you exactly the kind of game, win or lose, they would want to have going into the postseason. Hey, fight me when I say that Sammy Straub is the best player on that team. Oh, she's really good. I mean, she is clutch. Um, eight of her 15 points in the fourth quarter, man, she was really good down the stretch of that game. And then Jared, like he said, Jared and I were at the KSAC games. Uh, mm -hmm. One good game, one e game. Um, right. That, that that about sum it up, right, Jared? Yeah, I'd say so. I I think uh, there there was a brief tiny 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 bit of hope that I thought that Monotol was going to go on a little bit of a run, but then that kind of quickly got e erased in span of a minutes after all the turnovers they had, missed free throws, just didn't really work out for Monotol, unfortunately. Uh, that that CL Carn City game was great though. Um, CL CL had the lead at halftime. Carn City took it in the third quarter. CL came back. I think it was a 12-2 run. Went up five. Carn City came back. They go up, and and then Alex Painter um, 
what more can you say for a kid that seven games ago was averaging 5.9 points a game and just basically exploded since then, um, just before Jace Ferguson got hurt and then since then? Um, I mean, uh, those are the stories you love to tell. The stories you love to tell, and you love to see kids stepping up in big moments, and that sounds like exactly what happened there. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. awesome game out. I wasn't even Got sure it. who was going to win there for the last couple of minutes. Like you said, there was runs all over the place. Like CL was up for a while, then Carn City came back and got a run. Like it was just a game full of runs in that, from what I saw. Yeah, and uh, you know that was uh, you know, and then that second game. I mean, you know, you thought maybe Monotok could, could 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 stick with them. I mean, the first time they did, the first time back in December, it was a two point game. Um, even the game a week ago that Jess Quinn and I broadcast was a was a close game that uh, that that really Monotau just turned the ball over too many times with two for fifteen from the free throw line and only lost by fifteen. Um, but last night, um, you know, if you if you don't shoot well against Red Bank, you're not going to win. And they were three of eighteen in that first half. Yeah, that's not going to win you a lot of games. <laughs> uh, no, 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 it's not. Um, and, you know, Red Bank, I mean, holy cow, their their JV team would probably be a, a District 9 playoff team. And that, I know sometimes people are like, oh, that's hyperbole. But that really isn't hyperbole with that JV team. That JV team um, went uh, unbeaten and, and pretty much steamrolled everybody they played. And a lot of those players also saw varsity minutes helping the varsity team to the one-loss season. So, uh, I mean, they, they're just they're, – they're loaded top to bottom. Um Unfortunately for them, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Unfortunately for them, they're in Double A, and so is Kennedy Catholic. And um, I'm not sure that they match up well at the state level with Kennedy Catholic. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see with that. But how about uh, how about Izzy Bond putting on that uh, handling clinic there at the end of the fourth quarter? Uh, you mean Addy Blond? Addy Bond was it? Oh, yeah, Addy, Addy, my bad. Addy's the fresh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean. Again, those of us who have watched them a couple times this year know she can do that. Um, you know, she can do that. Miley Carmen can do that. Um, they're they're just they're they're stacked. Uh, it's just there's no other way, ways around it. I mean, there's a reason they have the record they have. There's a reason that most of their games haven't been close. Uh, it's because they have the most talent. Yeah, definitely a real fun team to watch. Uh, next thing I have is recapping the regular season. So D nine between the lines. I know we haven't really gotten to you at all, but wh how'd you uh, how'd you enjoy the regular season? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I there was really like four or five teams that could have been you know the called the best team in the league uh, or the district. I mean, that's like your Otto Aldred, your uh, Brookville, and then you got ECC and um, um, on CL. But you know, unfortunately. Two of those teams, they suffered really big injuries. Uh, Jordan Wasco and then Jace Ferguson, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed the season this so far. Yeah, were there any uh, big surprises or disappointments that you saw this regular season? Um, I mean, my big surprise was probably Otto's boys team. I don't know. They, uh, they jumped out. Let me see if I have the number here. Um... Yeah, they, yeah, twenty-two and one, obviously, but they didn't even make the district playoffs last year. Yeah, they um, did. Oh, yeah, they yeah, did? They, yeah. They, they, they finished. They finished third in class A a year ago. Oh, they lost to, uh, they lost to DCC in the, 
want to say it was DCC they lost to in the uh, semifinals a year ago. Okay, I'm sorry. I... That's okay. That's okay. Just want to make sure you were on the right path there. Yeah. yeah what about you? Oh, go ahead. Keep going. No, no, I was just going to say that was my biggest surprise there. Okay. Any disappointments? Think... Uh, my disappointment was probably, I mean, not necessarily uh, for the team that they have, but Red Bank kind of falling off from the season they had last year to the season they have this year. I mean, it wasn't unexpected. Their talent obviously dropped significantly, but just not the uh, greatest record this year. You know, Jared, I, I think the CL um, was a big surprise. Not so much that they were good. I mean, they're good all the time. But 22-2, and two, um, Andy, I don't know going into the season. Did you see that coming? Not at all. Not at all. And again, I thought they'd be solid, but 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 twenty two and two is a lot better than solid. Twenty two, that's that's really really good. You know, I wasn't sure where Carn City was going to be either when they lost Luke Kramer to the football injury. Like that that you know that that could have gone. I mean, you knew they still had Mike Rupp. You knew they still had Tate Bailey, but were they going to find anybody else who, who could score? I think Shane Peters, um, nice big six foot five sophomore. Really stepped up this year and helped. And uh, you know, it, it's funny. I, I get what um, between the lines is saying there about Red Bank, and I think they started out, and and you were really disappointed with how they started. I think it was like two and six, two and seven, or whatever. Yeah. And then they figured it out, and they really turned things around. And um, that should be a really good game between them and Ridgeway. It's a it's a rematch of last year's District Nine title game in Double A that Ridgeway won. Um, in most cases, you'd say, "Well, Ridgeway's going to play the style they played last night, right, Andy?" And that's going to hurt Red Bank because Red Bank likes to get up and down the court. But that's not the case anymore. They played a game against Clarion this year. We're in the fourth quarter. Jess Quinn and I are doing that broadcast, and I go, "My gosh, they look like Ridgeway right now." <laughs> the way that they were, uh, you know, they would have maybe uh, an okay look at the basket, but they were more concerned about killing the clock than they were about scoring the point. And so I think that they are much more built to play Ridgeway's style of game. And so if that game gets into the 20s and 30s, I don't think Red Bank's going to panic like maybe they did a year ago. I think they're much much better built for that. Um, you know, um <sighs> A couple of surprises, and I don't know how big of a surprise they are. And they're both playoff teams, but Union hovering around 500, Johnsonburg at 500. Um, kind of thought both of those teams might be a little better. Um, I thought, uh, you know, I, I knew that North Clarion had lost, you know, a couple of really key players from a year ago. They still had Aiden Hartle, who's one of the best players in District 9. Thought they might at least be able to sneak into the playoffs. But, man, when you don't hire a coach until, like, a week and a half before the season – it really sets you back, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, there's no question. I saw that North Clarion team, um, and Aiden Hartle's a terrific player. And kind of kind of disappointing in, in a way, but, but again, to your point, Chris, um, you know, that's tough for an incoming coach on that short notice. That's tough for for kids on that, sh that um, short notice. To, 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 no matter how much chemistry you think you have or think you may have, um, you know, that uncertainty that because the coach has to come in and, and bring his own system. Right. And that, that, that takes time. That doesn't happen over a day or two days or even a week or a couple weeks. You know, that takes time. And uh, so I think that put, kind of put North Clarion behind the eight ball a little bit. 
Flipping the script, D9 between the lines down there. You talked about your surprises, your disappointments on the boys' side. What about on the girls' side? Um, here, I'll, I wrote them down earlier. Let me just double check here. Uh, can't find it now. Well, while you're looking, I think Andy and I can kind of give ours. Um, sure. I think a big surprise, the Port Allegheny girls. I didn't see them being 19 and 3, Andy. Did you? No, I didn't either. And, um, you know, that's good coaching. That's good. I mean, they have they have good athletes. Stoffer is a really nice player, obviously. But, but beyond her, I wasn't really sure what they had. And, um, you know, outside of Otto Eldred, the North Tier League, they they were they handled their business in that league, and they, they were really good. They were really solid, and um, you, you know, I were they going to be a playoff team? Maybe, but I, I didn't expect the record they had. That's for sure, and that's um, I would definitely put them as one of my biggest surprises on the good side uh, among uh, girls teams. Yeah, and then you know a, a little bit of a disappointment on the girls' side to me, and and I, I get that there was a serious injury in volleyball season that probably so they're probably I would say it would have been a disappointment going into the summer, but maybe not going into the season. CL um, thought CL would be better than nine nine and thirteen this year, but losing Kendall Dunn had a much bigger impact than even I anticipated it to have. I thought losing her would make them go from like maybe a fifteen sixteen win team to a twelve win team. Mm-hmm. But instead, they ended up as a as a nine win team. Um, really thought maybe they could uh, be a little bit better than that. Um, also thought that uh, maybe Johnsonburg would be a little bit better than uh, where they finished at six and sixteen. But you know, new new coach, first year coach, um, not a program that had done a lot the last few years. So you know, maybe it, it maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise. Did you find your paper, yeah, Dion? Yeah, 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 I found it. Uh, so the one that I had was, uh, the port one. Yeah. I didn't, that's a, that was a big jump from last year. Uh, I think it was a seven win jump is what I had written down. Um, but I didn't really have any real disappointments overall. I guess it was just kind of disappointing to see how, uh, how North Clarion ended their year with, uh, three losses to one of the better, to some of the better teams. Um, so I, I don't, that's, that's my only real like disappointing ending. I didn't really have any big disappointments. Yeah, and there's kind of the elephant in the room there with North Clarion too, with with, with Homan and the, and the postseason eligibility yeah. thing. That that obviously is um, is going to have a huge impact. Yep. All right. Uh, how about some of the players the regular season, boys and girls? I have I want you guys to all give an offensive player, a defensive player, and an MVP. Since I didn't really get to go to many games this year, I don't really have a good input on some of these players that you guys have all seen played throughout this season. So we'll go with uh, we'll start with Andy, then we'll go Chris, and then D nine between the lines can finish it off. All right. So I'm going to start with on the boys side MVP. And, um, again, I saw a lot of good players this year, but um, got to see Otto Elder a few times. And uh, Landon Francis is as good as the players we have in District 9. Uh, just a sophomore, you know, point guard, our, our rookie of the year last year. But but just from a point guard, he gives you everything you want. You know, he can score. You ask him to score, he can score. He's a kid that's got great range. Um you know, great, uh, terrific shooter, but he's also a pure point guard as well. He knows, um, 
it has had a feel for when to when, when to shoot it, when to distribute, and uh, I, I was just so impressed with him every time I saw him this year, and and to me, um, you know, on the boys' side, he's as dynamic of a player um, as we have. I just really, really impressed, you know, with him and the way he kind of runs that that the show there. Under a terrific, terrific offensive ball club. I'll, I'll defer that to to Chris in between the lines. Um. Uh, boy, on the boys' side, it, I have trouble, uh, and I see we have a comment about this. Too. I have trouble going away from Clayton Cook. Um, just sure. absolutely dominant at times. Uh, just completely dominant um, from from inside. Um, I watched him uh, at Franklin uh, in the game against Franklin, going against um, Curry up there. Hey, and, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, he held every bit of his own in that game. Um, against uh, one of the best players in Western Pennsylvania, arguably, yeah. Um, yeah. I just he's the he's the real he's the real deal. Um, and uh, from from a, from an MVP standpoint in the regular season, um, that's what sticks out to me. Of course, uh, you know a lot time a lot of times, uh, Jared, those uh, those awards are won in the postseason, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with that one. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you on uh, on Clayton Cook. He was my MVP pick too. He just he's so dominant on the boards is his biggest thing. And his post moves, like his his post uh, control is probably his best attribute. Um you know looking at looking at a player a, a player, you know, you talk about a surprise player, and this is a name that probably not a lot of people have ever heard of. I know I hadn't going into the year. Um they almost didn't have a team, uh Venango Catholic, and and they didn't play um, a league schedule, and, and they played some non-PIAA schools, and they played some PIAA schools. We're really surprised at a, a kid like James Henry at 21.7 points a game. Um, now, would he score 21.7 on somebody like, you know, CL? Probably not, but, um, you know, that's uh, that's still like you, you were asking about a surprise, somebody maybe you hadn't thought about going into the year. And that's definitely a kid I hadn't really given much thought about at all, to be honest with you. Uh, and uh, to see what to see what he did and 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 what he did for that team, and and just the the story behind that team was pretty special. And then Luke Swisher, I think at DCC, um, you know, I think the question mark there was who was going to replace. Um, why can't I think of his name now? The MVP last year, Andy Shrunk. Uh, yeah, Alex Shrunk. Yeah. Yeah, you know who was who was gonna who was gonna. You knew Andrew Green could shoot, um, but uh, you didn't know where some of the other stuff was gonna come from. And uh, I think Luke Swisher, what he's done for for the Cardinals has been really impressive this year too. Yeah, and I, and before, sorry to interrupt. Um, I see in our comments too, Jason Slonger saying Cole Miller from Clearfield. How how can we forget about him, uh, Jared? I know you were there when he broke the scoring record there at Clearfield, and mm-hmm. uh, just. He, you know, a terrific basketball player, a, a really a, a tremendous shooter, and a kid that kind of does it all for that Clearfield club. Um, on the girl side, to me, the MVP right now is really, really easy. Um, and all due respect to Katie Sheeler, but right now it's Miley Harmon, and it's really not even close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Red Bank sophomore, I mean, she is the real deal. Yeah, I definitely, I would definitely have to agree with that. I have got this. That was the second time I've gotten to see Red Bank girls play this year, and it's no doubt she's probably the best player that we have in 
D nine right now, girls wise. Yeah, and, uh, and and Chris, your point is well taken. Miley Harmon for sure. Uh, Katie Sheeler's a terrific player. Um, Chloe Presloyd at Punxsy. Um, got to see them a few weeks ago. They actually picked up a game. They went to Erie to play Cathedral Prep, um, and Cathedral Prep, formerly Villa Maria, the, the, it's all one school now. They haven't lost a game to a District 10 opponent since Warren beat them five years ago. And uh, and Punxy in the fourth quarter of that game, that was that was a six or seven point game until Prep pulled away late, and um, and that was you know, a lot of that was. Um, you know, some at the gribble as well, but uh, but Chloe Presley was phenomenal in that game, and, and, and that team in general. Um, they're talking to an opposing coach, they're so tough to scout and so tough to prepare for. And uh, you know, I think Chloe it starts with Chloe Presley, and I, th I think, um, you know, I, I think we certainly have to mention her as one of the best players in District Nine as well. Oh, there's no question. And, you know, I was talking to Sean Rhodes, the Maplewood coach, uh, last yeah. night he was scouting Red Bank Monotaw. And, you know, they played Punxsutawney early in the season at that tournament in Warren. And yeah. what he said about them was they just know where to be on the court at all times. And yeah. that's what makes that team so good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, um, you know, that that's what I saw. What did you see the, uh, between the lines? Yeah, Harmon was really my pick, too. She, it's kind of crazy that, that she's almost through 1,000 points through two years. She's at, uh, I think, well over 800 right now. Um, but, yeah, it, there wasn't really much competition. Obviously, Katie Sheeler, too. I thought about her, but Harmon's really been my pick since the beginning of the year. Yeah, definitely hard to go against uh, Harmon, Presley, Sheeler. That's probably your big top gunners there in uh, the T9 girls' side. Um, how about the next one we have is game of the year. Do you guys, I know you guys have been to way more games than I have. So Andy, what's, uh, what's been your game of the year so far? Oh boy. Um, on the boys side, um, and this is, this is a little recency biased. I get it. Um, but, but the, the Ridgeway Elk County Catholic AML title game I got to cover last night was just a... It was one of those games where it was exactly what you would thought it would be, and it still looked up the villain. Um, I get it. People love to see offense. I get it. I do too. Um, but there was just something about the intensity of that game and something I want to touch on too. Um, and, Chris, you and I were at the game when Jordan Wasco from El Canada Catholic went down to that injury. Uh, and one of the things both Will Wartman and Coach Aaron Straub said to me after that game was, hey, we kind of had to learn how to play without him. And that's not an easy thing to do, especially late in the season where you're used to playing a certain way. And you, all of a sudden, um, you lose your leading scorer, and you kind of have to adjust on the fly. And to be able to adjust the way they have, they haven't lost since then. And that's including last night against, you know, a Ridgeway team that's really tough. Um, you know, especially, I mean, everyone knows the style of Ridgeway plays. They're up, they're in your face. It's going to be low scoring, defensive. And, um, you know, to be able to win a game like that, I, I, I think um, should give them a lot of confidence going into the postseason. But as far as um, games of the year, um, on the boys' side, at least, that that is on my short list. Uh, the girls' game of the year, Otto Eldred Redding. Uh, hands, hands, hands down. I mean, that game was phenomenal. I mean, that game was everything you could want. It had scoring. It had runs. It – 
had atmosphere. It was as good as good to be um, at the end of the day. And um, it, it was it was as good as anything. Um, yeah, that that's uh, and and then I think you have to look. Um, you know, boy, I don't know on the boy side. Um, think that uh, you weren't there, Jared. I thought that the CL Union game in the KSAC semifinals was really pretty dang good. Um, you know, it looked like CL was going to blow them out of the water in the first half. Union comes back, takes a three-point lead with a minute to go. You think, wow, they're going to knock off CL. And then CL and uh, Jack Callen thought he was uh, one of his uh, older brothers uh, um, looking maybe like Ian um, and just took over the game late. Yeah, my picks were probably – uh, one that kind of got overlooked because of some injury troubles. Uh, I really liked that first ECC Brookville game or ECC one by three, really close game, 50 to 47 at the end. But then what you said about the Red Bank Auto Elgin for the girls. Yeah, that's, that was really, it was just a great game. Yeah, yeah. no arguments for me there. All didn't go to the game. I had the privilege of the cover was the, uh, the Punxsutawney Cathedral prep game that ended up the final score ended up not being that close. Um, but, but just an inter-district battle of two teams of that caliber. And I think Prep got a little more than they bargained for in that game. Not that they weren't prepared, they were. Um, but I think that game was less about how good Prep was and more people realizing how good Punxsutawney was, um, you, you know, on an inter-district and state level. I think they really, even though they lost that game, I think they really, um, you know, proved themselves uh, as an elite team in that game. Yeah, I like all those games. Uh, like I said, I haven't been to as many games this year, but for sure I definitely would put the Red Bank Auto Eldred Girls game up there that I was lucky enough to attend. And Chris kind of pointed out there was atmosphere, there was runs, there was scoring, and we didn't even know who was going to win up until that last 12 seconds that happened there. So that was probably the best girls game I've seen in a while. And on the boys' side, I'd probably have to say that Carn uh, City CL game I saw last night was probably the best boys' game I've seen all year. Um, Chris, Jared, were either of you at the, and this is obviously going back a ways, but I remember Chris, you saying, you know, people in Brookville saying, uh, the, the Brookville Warren boys game at the, at the tip off tournament. Um, were either of you happen to be at that game? Yeah, I was, uh, I was at that game. Okay. I'm not remembering why that would have been something. I mean, the, the score wasn't really all that close at the end of the day, was it? No, but Chris, I think I remember you saying something that the people in Brookville said that that might be one of the games of the year. I mean, obviously it did end up turn out being that way. But uh, I think that was a good measuring stick for Brookville early in the season. I think we just lost Andy. He just froze on us, Jared. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the story of him every time we kind every of Every time we get him on, he just, he's, 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 like, he's like frozen in time. It's like John Wayne getting, uh, getting frozen, uh, something like that. Yeah. One, well, one of these so, days he might rejoin us. Yeah, but yeah, I do remember like people. A lot of people were saying that was gonna be a good game, but what I remember, it was not really a good game. No, it didn't really turn out to be a good game. Mm -hmm. I think Andy's, Andy's back. back. Well, there I am. Sorry, you, 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 Andy, you really need to do something about that internet up in Warren, man. <laughs> I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. <laughs> All right, so the last thing before we kind of dive into the actual playoffs, do you think you guys could give your top 10 rankings for boys and girls? 
Story, Jerry. Sure. That's you're you're really putting us on the spot there, aren't you? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stir the pot since I decided to do. Or I mean, D nine D nine between the lines started it, and then I'm like, you know, I might as well just join in the fun and see what kind of controversy I can stir up. So we've we've been right, doing well, our we've been doing ours. Me, so I think it's your I think it's your guys' turn now. If you're gonna if you're gonna make me do uh, a a D nine list, I'm gonna go uh, Punky one, Red Bank two. This is on the girls' side. Punxy one, Red Bank two, Auto three, L four, St. Mary's five, um, Monotoss six, DCC seven, Port Allegheny eight, North Clarion nine, Carn City ten. I mean, that's literally off the top of my head. I mean, that's hard for me to argue. Again, I'd, yeah, I'd go Punxy 1, Red Bank 2, uh, Auto 3, Elk 4, Monotol 5, and then after that, probably 6 through 10, probably in some form or fashion, what, what Chris said. And then on the, on the, boys, on the boys' side, um, I think... Um, on the boys' side, I think I go auto. Uh, no, you know, Brookville one, auto two, Clearfield three, Elk four, CL five, Current City six. Ridgeway seven, Central eight, Cameron nine, Port ten. Sounds about right there. What about you, D nine between the lines? Yeah, I I have a similar one. I have Brookfield one, Auto two, then I have. Uh, uh, ECC three, then I have Clearfield, CL, uh, I've um, DCC six, Ridgeway seven, or not sorry, sorry, Carn City six, DCC seven, Ridgeway eight, uh, Clarion nine, and then Cameron ten. Yeah, again, I, I think my rankings would um, would mirror between the lines and Chris's. I might, oof, I don't know. Um, to me, it's real close at the top. I might flip flop auto and Brooklyn at the top, but other than that, that's I, I don't have. A Andy, lot of Andy, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this having watched both of them. Okay, auto I mean, LG, auto could not handle Brookfield's physicality. No, in in a, in a full no because in the, what I what I what I what I saw what I saw at the end of the DTC auto game was DCC physicality bothered auto. When DCC finally got out of foul trouble, like where they didn't have to worry about it as much, their physicality bothered Otto in the uh, in the in the in the fourth quarter, and it bothered them a lot. I mean, to the extent where a game went from being a blowout to being a, a fairly close game again, because um, DCC just they, they, their physicality just bothered Otto. I don't think that the Northern Tier League prepares a team for that kind of physicality. No, and, and they'll be the first to admit that. But I, I, I think that's why they, you know, try to, you know, and again, talking to Coach Francis, challenge themselves 
you know, outside that in the summer league and the, and the Ibo and and I, I just like their guard play. I think their guard play is really good. And I love Brookville as well. Um, just just different styles of how they get things there's, done. There's just they don't as good of an as good of athletes as they have too. I just don't think they have an athlete like Jack Pete. I don't think they have anybody who can do what Jack Pete can do. Yeah. All right. I think I guess I might as well give my rankings that I have, which is also based off a bunch of teams I haven't yeah, even seen play this year. Us on the spot. So, <laughs> so I'll go on the spot here. So based off the rankings systems that I've been doing recently, for the boys' side, I'll have go Brookville, Otto Eldred, Elk County, Clarion Limestone, Clearfield, Carn City. Uh, where was I at? I think that was seven, or six, right? Is that five or six? Mm -hmm. I should have, I should have done it by number, actually. Number <laughs> one, not, number one, Brookville. Number two, Auto Elder. Number three, Elk County. Number four, Clarion Limestone. Number five, Clearfield. Number six, Carn City. Number seven, Ridgeway. Number eight. Dubois Central, number nine. I never did. I guess I only go through eight, but I'll go with uh, number nine. We'll throw in Cameron County, and to round out the top ten, we'll go with Clarion. Um, I'm gonna say this: like Clarion, Clarion's not been very good the last, the second half of the season, and I think they are way overseeded. We'll get into that in a moment, but I thought that that was the one seed where I just thought that like them being the three based on how they finished out the season, and then what happened to them in the KSAC semifinals, they just got blown out of the water. Something's just not right with that team right now, and I don't know what it is, but there's just something that's not right with them right now. Yeah, I guess just one more thing to close out this whole discussion. Um, any chance, and I'm not saying any of us are right or wrong, are we underselling Clearfield at all? Well, I mean, I, I did have Clearfield at, like, third. I had him, I had him right below Otto and uh, mm -hmm. Brookville, so I don't know how much – I, I can't speak for the rest of you, but I'm not underselling Clearfield. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll uh, – I guess I should also do the girls too, so I'll go with Red Bank, number one. Punxsy 2, Elk County 3, Otto 4, Monotaw 5, Port 6, North Clarion 7, St. Mary's 8, Cowdersport 9, and Carn City will be my 10. It was real. It was a real tough debate between the Red Bank Punksy, but since I've kind of seen Red Bank play twice, there's kind of some bias in there. Sure. Granted, I know you guys have seen some Punksy games this year, and I'd really like to see some Punksy games, but that was kind of my factor in on Red Bank Punksy debate. Yeah, I mean, I think they can make a. You can make a. You can make a case for either one of them as number one. Well, since we got through all that, do you want to go on a little commercial break, and then we will break down the District 9 Boys and Girls Playoffs? Yep. For residential and commercial construction services you can trust, call Delta Contracting and Design Incorporated in Strattonville today at 814-764-5506. Or if it's concrete and excavating work you need done, then call Ace Concrete and Excavating at 814-764-5551. 
More on both Delta Contracting to Design and Ace Concrete and Excavating can be found at DelconDesign.com. That's D-E-L-C-O-N Design.com. Looking for affordable auto, home, and life insurance? Look no further than Allstate Insurance, the David Jones Agency in Clarion and Meadville. At the David Jones Agency, you get personalized attention from someone who lives where you do. The David Jones Agency meets you where you are. They are available during regular business hours Monday through Friday at their office, via appointment at the office after hours, or remotely. The David Jones Agency also offers investment opportunities, including annuities and IRAs. The David Jones Agency can be reached in Clarion at 814-223-4000 and in Meadville at 814 5107. Buying, selling, or building a home? Then call Burford & Henry Real Estate today at 814-227-7355. For more than 15 years, Burford & Henry Real Estate Realtors have been ready to help you in your next property search. They are also the number one agency selling more homes in the region than anyone else. And with their Showcase Homes divisions, their expert consultants can help you with building the home of your dreams. Check out Burford & Henry online at BurfordAndHenry.com. Burford & Henry Real Estate Services, something different. All right. Thank you to all our sponsors out there that sponsor the YDL Sports Network. I think what we'll do is we'll just go right down the article that Andy Close put together for us. On You can find that on d9and10sports.com, and it's labeled District 9 announces 2023 basketball playoff seedings. We'll put the link in the uh, comments here for everybody, Jared. Yeah, that's a great idea. Definitely check that out, everyone. Um, so we'll start off with the 1A boys side. In the 1A boys side, we have the top seed, Elk County Catholic. Number two, Dubois Central Catholic. Number three, Clarion. Number four, Johnsonburg. Number five, Cameron County. Number six, Union. Number seven, Keystone. And number eight, Smithport. Those games are going to be played on this Friday, upcoming Friday. Smithport's traveling to Elk County. Keystone's traveling to Dubois Central. Union's traveling to Clarion. And Cameron County is traveling to Johnsonburg. So, Andy, we'll start with you. What's your thoughts on the boys' 1A seedings? Um, I think it's fair, fairly... Um... There, <laughs> as we'll put it, uh, I, I think Elk County Catholic, by virtue of their terrific regular season, um, is the one seed. And in my mind, despite the Jordan Wasco injury, um, is still the team to beat. Um, you, you know, again, I don't think there are many teams, many programs that are built to kind of that can absorb losing or being scored late in the season and adapt the way that they have. Um, but El County Catholic has done a tremendous job of that. Um, Dubois Central, I think, has had a really good season and uh, worthy of the number two seed. I'll kind of let Chris touch on, on Clarion a little bit because he kind of mentioned that um, you know before the break about how something you know kind of seems a little off there. Um, Cameron County, a potential dark horse as well. But um, but but I'll let Chris jump in and, and, and take that from there, especially when it comes uh, to terms of especially with Clarion. Well, I mean, you know, like. It's been a it's been a bit of a weird um, season for the Bobcats. They uh, let's see, it was like four or five. They're like six and one, um, six and two, seven and two. When they lost on a last second shot to Cl to Cameron County to go seven and three, then they win two more after that. You're thinking, okay, everything's good, but um, you know they got into play uh, specifically against the uh, 
the Southern, the large school division in the case act, they lose to red bank. They lose to CL. They go over to Dubois central and lose. Um, they kind of sort of thought maybe they had gotten healthy, but it was against forest area Keystone. Um, who's been struggling a little bit right now in AC Valley. Two of those teams just aren't any good. And then they go out in the KSAC game against Carn City and they end up losing um, by 13. Um, I thought that maybe Cameron beating them would get Cameron seated above them. Um, but my understanding from talking to uh, basketball chair Dave Osborne, um, Johnsonburg's win over Cameron County had a lot to do with Cameron dropping to that five spot. Um, but at, at that point, if you were going to do that, maybe Cameron should have, Johnsonburg should have been three, Cameron four, and, and Clarion five. Um, or is, is too much emphasis being put on just one game in, in my thought process? Yeah, it, it's hard. You, you know, do you? But when we're talking individual resumes, one game can kind of have a big impact, or two games um, can kind of have a big impact, especially um, when you're talking about three teams in Clarion, Johnsonburg, and Cameron. That, that kind of, I think, you know, we could debate and discuss this, but I think all have pretty similar resumes. Yeah, I mean, I have trouble getting over how easily Central beat Clarion in a game a couple Mondays ago. Um, I'm having trouble getting over how Johnsonburg got boat raced at home by Clarion Limestone. I, and I know they were missing Jake Lobaugh, but still, I, I just, you know, I, I have trouble with that too. I, I think Cameron's probably been the most consistent of those, but I think some sort of message was being sent. That the North tier league isn't very good, but I'm not really sure that the AML was what the AML has been in the past either. Um, you know, Johnsonburg and Ridgeway aren't the Johnsonburg and Ridgeway teams that makes deep state runs. Um, I don't think that you would say that right now Ridgeway is a favorite to get one of the three state playoff runs. I'm not saying they can't get one, but I'm not saying, but I don't think, I don't think it would be unfair to say they're not a favorite. And I don't particularly look at Johnsonburg as a four seed and necessarily think that they are an absolute lock, especially if they lose to, um, especially if they would happen to lose to Cameron, that they're a lock to even come out of that Concy round because, you know, you could be looking at a, at a John, at a, at a union or a clarion or a keystone in that Concy round possibly as well. That um, would be a tough matchup. I mean, those teams are all evenly matched and you could, you could flip a coin on who's going to win some of those games. I, I don't think that's unfair to you, Andy. No, I think that's totally fair. I, I don't think there's a lot of separation between any of those teams. And um, I mean, you yeah, know, prior ahead. to the prior to the Wasco injury, I'd have been like, uh, "Elk's just going to roll to the title." Mm -hmm. Now, do I believe that Central has enough that they could beat them? I do. I, I really do. I think that on any given day, um, you know, without Wasco, heck, even with Wasco, Andy, you and I watched them against Brookfield when they had Wasco for all but two minutes of that game, score 16 points. Um, they've got to play a really good basketball game in order to be at their best. So if they don't bring their A game, before before this, they could have brought, they could have not brought their A game and they would have still been okay. Now I feel like they've got to bring their A game if another team brings their A game, if they're going to win that title. 
Yeah, there's definitely there, there's no question. There's less of a margin for error for Elkhorn Catholic. That's that, for sure. That, I'm not saying they're not the favorite because they they still are the favorite. No, but I agree. I, I just think that they went from being a prohibitive favorite to there being the opportunity for you know do you do you, you know somebody to beat them and. Um, you know, now do I think it happens until the championship game? No, I don't. I think that they couldn't have asked her a better side of the bracket. Um, you know, we talked about Clarion. Um, I have a feeling, um, and I'm not going to sing because I'm not a very good singer, but boy, I've got a feeling Union's going to sneak up on him and beat him. Um, the, the last time they played uh, at uh, – at Clarion High School on January 27th, it was 62-58. Clarion, um, ah, the, 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 the Golden Knights probably should have beaten CL the other day. I'm just going to say, I think that I think if you're going to get an upset, that's where that upset's going to be. Is that one of the bigger games you're looking forward to in this first round, you'd say? In, in Class A? Mm -hmm. um, I think the I, I, I don't think Central loses to Keystone, but I think that, you know, anytime you're going up against a great key coach team and that's been a weird team, that's another team that started very slowly and then got better as the season went on. And then the, a rash of illness and injury kind of slowed them down. Um, they've legitimately had their uh, I was looking at this here and let me look at it again. They've had their starting five together um, just one time since – this is crazy. Their, their starting five has been together just once since January 30th. Um, and, you know, so if they can if – they, if they can – you know, and that was – that was, you know, there's minor ankle injury. There's some sickness going around to school, that sort of stuff. So if they're healthy on uh, on Thursday, um, DCC better come ready to play. Yeah, that should be a pretty good matchup. Uh, then uh, moving on to uh, two A boys side. Number one, Auto Eldred. Number two, CL. Number three, Carn City. Number four, Red Bank. No, Ridgeway. Uh, number, no, Rid, Rid, Ridgeway four, Red Bank five, Port Allegheny six, Kane seven, eight, Kerwinsville. And the matchups are Kerwinsville at Auto, Red Bank at Ridgeway, Port at Carn City, and Kane at Clarion Limestone. Yeah, and that Ridgeway, uh, Ridgeway Red Bank games at St. Mary's High School because of the situation at Ridgeway where they had that water leak that unfortunately ruined their floor and they're not able to play home games now. So um, kudos to St. Mary's High School for stepping up and, and giving those kids and those programs at Ridgeway a place to play. Where did Andy go? Did he drop his camera? I don't know what happened. He's having all sorts of issues tonight. Yeah, and we lost between the lines too. He was we were having some feedback there. It sounded like somebody typing, and he said he was going to see if he get it fixed. He was going to come back, but didn't come back yet, Jared. No, I think uh, I think it's just us now. I think it's going to be you and me carrying the show now. Uh oh. Well, I guess while Andy's not here, are there any uh, any surprises here with your two A seedings? 
Not really. I mean, CL Carn City could have gone either way at the point in time where the seedings came out. Carn City was coming off an 18 point win over CL, but then CL beat them last night. So hard to argue that um, that that seedings wrong. So um, you know, uh, you know, it, it it looks pretty fair to me. Um, Um, you know, Red Bank Ridgeway is a four-five game could go either way. I'd favor Ridgeway right now, but um, Red Bank's got a lot to play for. There's some emotional things going on there too. Their head coach Manny Marshall was in a pretty bad car accident; hasn't been on the bench. Thankfully, he seems like he's starting to get better and better and better every day. But you know, I mean, they could be playing for Coach Marshall there, and, and you know how that can sometimes swing a swing something, Jerry. Oh yeah, definitely seen that before in the past. Um. You know, uh, I, I think what's what's going to be more intriguing is you could be looking at an at another Carn City CL matchup. That'd be the fourth one. Um, CL would go into it having won two out of the three, but the last one, as you saw, was very close. Um, you know, the the question becomes: Can Jace Ferguson actually get cleared to play? Um, you know, they, there was some thought that that was going to happen. Now there's some thought that might not happen. Um, all kinds of things going on there. You just don't know what's going on with that situation. Um, you know, Andy talked at length about Otto Eldred. Um, you know, Otto and Ridgely would be an interesting game if that would end up being the matchup because of the style contrast. It's just so different. You know, Otto wants to get up and down the court. Ridgeway wants to play that game in the 30s. Uh, you know, who gets to who gets to dictate their tempo? Does Otto get the lead and force Ridgeway to have to have to speed things up? And then is that an advantage to Otto? Or does Ridgeway keep it in the 30s and then it becomes a one or two possession game at the end and give themselves a chance to win? Uh, that's the that's the really big question mark with that game. Yep. And uh, I also I want to give a shout out to Carlinsville for making the playoffs. That's like the first time we've made playoffs since like 2017 i think i don't know if you can stat check me on that um and, and it's an interesting carwinsville team because they were playing they were playing pretty good basketball jared up until the end of january and now they go into the playoffs having lost seven in a row mm-hmm. um so just a just a bit of an interesting situation as it looks like um yeah i'm sorry about that guys Andy, Andy has rejoined us here. Uh, they they finally figured out what internet looked like in Warren. <laughs> no, but but to touch on your point, Chris, I heard a lot. I heard you talking about the contrasting styles um, between Otto Eldred and Ridgeway. And to me, if that's a semifinal matchup, that is absolutely fascinating. Uh, um, Otto Eldred, as you said, loves to get up and down the court. Got terrific guard play. Uh, loves to get out in transition. Um, you know, shoot, use their athleticism to their advantage. Um, and Ridgeway, the coach may have changed this year, but the style's the same. They are intense. They are in your face. And, you know, I, I truly think that in a potential matchup with those teams, they could dictate the tempo and have that game in the 30s. Um, and I know this mic isn't good. I'm going to better mic back. Go ahead on to 3A, Jerry. All right, and so in the 3A, all we have is two teams, and that is going to be the championship game that's going to be played on Tuesday at Penn West Clarion. 
Montezum Brookville, which will tip off at 7.30. What are your guys' thoughts on that game? Uh, go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead, Andy. You start. No, I think, you know, having seen Brookville, you know, a few times, I think going into the season that they were the favorite in 3A, and um, nothing they've done to this point in the season has really changed my mind to think that that is the case. Um, you know, Clayton Cook, not just, as we've talked about, not just arguably the best big man in District 9, but the best player um, in District 9 in general. And they can beat you, I think, a number of different ways. Uh, if you want to play a slow-down style, they can beat you that way. Uh, if you want to play an up-tempo style game in the, in, in the 60s, they can beat you that way as well. So I think from that point, they're a really difficult team to prepare for, and I would definitely give them the edge um, in that matchup. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to take a perfect game from Monotaw. You know, we talk a lot about some players. You talked about Wasco. We talked about Ferguson. They lost uh, They lost their best player, too, chasing De La Rosa Rugg uh, in the game at, at Keystone um, to a knee injury. And, uh, you know, they've tried to figure some things out. Uh, at times it's looked good. At other times it hasn't. Um, but, man, they're going to have to play a perfect game in order to win that game. Yeah, there's no question. All right, and then in 4A, we got three teams that are making it. Clearfield's the one seed, so they'll have the bye. And on Thursday, February 23rd, we'll have a game between Punxsutawney and St. Mary's that will be played at Dubois. Um, oh, that'll be the... Uh... the third meeting between those teams, and... Um... Punxsutawney beat St. Mary's 58-54 here on February the 8th at St. Mary's. Um, and uh, it was St. Mary's 38-30 at Punxsutawney on January 17th. So, uh, rubber match. Uh, what's Saint interesting? Mary yeah, St. Mary's is kind of a funny team, too. <laughs> Within the span of a week, they took L County Catholic to overtime yeah, Andy, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold. I know what you were gonna say there because yeah. um, I didn't realize this until I was doing stats today. Quinn Gabazi did not play in the AML playoff game. Uh, well, that would have a lot to do with it then. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that would have a lot to do with it. That's why I was yeah. gonna stop you from your. I don't know if anything can be read into that because uh, Gabazi had 20 in the overtime loss and then doesn't play. Now the question is, and I don't know the answer to this: sick, hurt, what was he? If he's if he was sick, then yeah, you know he'll be available for the punks again. If not, if he was hurt, um, maybe he's not available. That changes everything again. What's really interesting in all this is we talk about Clearfield and we talk about where we think Clearfield's at and how good we think Clearfield is. And I realize it's way back on December the ninth. Punxsutawney forty-seven, Clearfield forty-two. Yeah, so there's going to be if that's a Punxsutawney Clearfield District title game, there's going to be no fear factor there. Um, and if you remember right, uh, Punxy played with Clearfield for a half in last year's championship game. Mm -hmm. um, so if that's the matchup, oh, I'd be a little nervous if I was Nate Glunt. Could be fun. Uh, could be a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun, but I'd be a little nervous if I was Clearfield. All the pressures on Clearfield, they're the ones that have gone almost a decade of winning championships. Um, I think that uh, Punxsutawney would uh, 
we would be in a bet we would be in a situation thinking aha this is where we want it baby you know i just uh, oh boy i i would but you know if it's st mary's in clearfield we don't know because they haven't matched up we don't we don't know what it's going to be like yeah. by the way i hate it. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that Kerwinsville and Clearfield are playing over in District Six, um, and we have no idea what? what they're really like. I just it, it just it's so disappointing that that you know because there were so many great rivalries in, across the sports: Bradford, Clearfield, and football. Clearfield, Dubois, and basketball. And I know they played once this year, but man, 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 man. You know, if you want to go play in District Six, go play in the District Six playoffs. You know, yeah. come on, come on back, come on back. Let's 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 get some matchups. Let's 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 see yeah. those games. Um, I know Jared when he was at Kerwinsville, they were at District Nine. I know he doesn't like this. Oh yeah, we got we got to play all the big dogs. We were in that AML, so we got swept by Ridgeway each year, Johnsonburg each year, Elk County at least once a year. So getting swept by Johnsonburg or getting swept by Junietta Valley, what's the difference? Uh, it's um. I like I like playing the District Nine teams a lot better. I guess that's also some of the D nine bias that there I have growing up growing up with there these schools. Really Andy's limited. Fro- Andy Andy's frozen again. Yeah, it really limited me this year, Am me I? doing any Kermansville matchup graphics this year because I'm not I don't have anything on to any of those District Six teams. And heck, it's even come like hard back. to leave. come on back. That's all I gotta say, just come on back. You're welcome back. Come on back. Absolutely. Andy's having still having some issues. Can we draw like? Can we draw on them? We have that capability in here. I don't think we have that capability, Jared. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Again. Yeah, so that, that's all. Well, I guess we can talk about 5A. The District 10 championship game will serve as the other semifinals for they'll get the winner of Dubois. Is that my reading that right? Well, yeah, what you're reading there is you'll have a District 10 game. And hold on a second here. That just got announced today. Um, that was that, that 5A game in District 10. Um, Pitts, Cathedral Prep against Meadville on the 23rd, which is Thursday at Mercyhurst University. Um, And then Dubois is supposedly playing a team out of the Pittsburgh City League. Uh, Last time I talked to uh, the folks in District 9, the the, the person in District, the the, the District 8 chairwoman won't get back to them. Isn't getting back to him. I mean, okay. it, it's it's insane. It's absolutely <laughs> insanity when you think about it. But um, so they're they're trying to figure out like, will there be a team? Will there be a game? There should need to be a game, and not just in this classification. It's <laughs> affecting the girls uh, in in four A and when that championship game in District Nine can be played. Is, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, they they they, they want to know, but uh, you know, they you gotta 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 return a text, gotta return a phone call every once in a while. <laughs> Be kind of ideal, especially this time of the year. But <laughs> yeah, yes, it would. Yes, it would. That's uh, why we're that's why we're analysis and journalists and media people, not chairman of district playoffs. 
Definitely not District 9's Dave Osborne's fault. He's been trying everything he knows as of last night. Maybe today he maybe today he got lucky finally, but uh, as of last night, he was still having trouble getting a hold of him. So that kind of wraps up the boys' side. We'll keep going down the list. We'll go start off with the girls' 1A. Five teams advanced the PIAA championships, and there are nine teams that made it that's going to have a first-round play-in game. So number one, we have Otto Eldred. Number two, Elk County. Three, North Clarion. Four, Dubois Central. Five, Port Allegheny. Six, Ridgeway. Seven, Clarion. And the eight and nine matchup will be played on Tuesday between Oswego Valley and Northern Potter. Do you have a question, Jared? No. I'm, oh, I guess so. What are your guys' thoughts on? What's your guys' thoughts on <laughs> no, this first I, I round? Think, I, 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 as I look at that, that that um, uh, you know shapes up. Otto Eldred and Al County Catholic have been the two best teams in A all year. And um, North Clarence a real close third, but um, you know the kind of the elephant in the room, um, you know, there with the the postseason eligibility is going to play a factor there for sure. Elk and Auto played way back on December 9th. I don't know what it is about that date, by the way. December ninth, December ninth, December ninth. What is it? That's like the third or fourth time we brought up a game on December ninth. <laughs> I mean, that game on December 9th may as well have been on, like, December 7th, 1941 at this point, right? <laughs> right. I, like, 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 I don't even know what it means. Like, th does it mean anything? 36-32 um, auto at auto. Um, you know, teams were, like, five weeks into practice at that point in time, tops. Um, yeah. Nobody's the same. No, Nobody's even close to the same as they were then. So, uh, you know, um, Intriguing matchup, Port Allegheny, Dubois Central, 5-4 again. Uh, the, you know, I think if you're at Port, you're wondering, how are we 19-3 and three and we're the 5 and DCC's 12-10 and 10 and we're the 4? Well, I'll tell yeah. you what, because Dubois, Dubois Central went out and really played a very aggressive schedule this season. Right. I like I like this part of it. I like the idea that the seating committee basically didn't punish a team for scheduling insanely. Um, I mean, they're they they started out they're they're they, they started out, I mean, holy cow. I mean, they started out with uh with the Shannick. They were only the, like two time defending state double champions. champions. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Nothing, nothing to see, nothing to see here, right? Uh, right. <laughs> then they, then they played Warren. What, what have they won, Andy? Three or four in a row three, in District three, Ten. And three, three out of the last four District Ten titles, and yeah, Warren. <laughs> um, then, then they played. Then they, then they followed up playing Warren. Like two days later, they went and they played Punxsutawney. <laughs> that, um, if that's not aggressive, I don't know what is. And, and you know, then they had a game at St. Mary's, and they followed that up with a game with Elk. Uh, they uh they, they played Red Bank at Penn State Dubois. They uh they, they uh, not to be all done, they played a West Shimokin team that took Carn City and uh and Monotot down to the wire like within the week before the DCC played them here last week, and they beat them like Punxsutawney beat them. So you're thinking, okay, this is a really, really good basketball team despite the record, and then they go up to Gal County Catholic and lose 45-23 in the AML semifinals um 
they were really close the first time they played them. Now, you know, again, I hear there might have been some sickness going around the school. But, you know, the facts are the facts. You lost 45-23. Now, I guess if you're going to plan on beating Elk, you may as well save it for when it really matters. And does it really matter in the AML playoffs? No, but I think that game could you be an indicator of what's to come. Not not to say that if they meet again, it's going to be a 22-point game or whatever it was, but um, I do. No, by, by the way, by the way, I wish more teams would do what Dubois Central Catholic did because there's a – I get it. Your record doesn't look that great, but I guarantee you they are as prepared. Not saying it's going to you know, be good, bad, or different here in the postseason, but they will be as prepared as anyone this postseason because of the schedule that they played. Now, if you're Port Allegheny and you're coming down to Dubois, and, and you know that's not a fun trip um, from Port that's Allegheny, a long trip. To, from Port Allegheny to Dubois. And how much of a chip do you have on your shoulder? Yeah, I mean that. There's no question they do, but um, but Chris, to your point, I'm glad that Dubois Central did not get punished uh, for what they did. Um. You know, Oswego. I, you know, great for Northern Potter. They get a home playoff game. I think that's pretty awesome. Doesn't happen all the time in, in Ulysses. Um, they've beaten Oswego a couple times this year. Going to try to do it a third time. Great for Oswego. First time in the playoffs since 2011. Wow. 2011. Jared, how old were you in 2011? I was in seventh grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, Jared from JB Graphics, folks, was in seventh grade the last time the Oswego Valley Green Wave made the girls' District 9 playoffs. 2011, you were seventh grade? You sure, Jared? I'm sure. <laughs> what year did you graduate high school, Jared? 2016. Oh, God. Because the, the Kerwinsville's 2010 district championship football team was my seventh grade year. Holy cow. Holy cow, uh, Jared! Jared was just a, a little wee man in Kerwin's. No, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna touch that one. <laughs> Super young and watch, watch, reading your guys' stuff on the old, old school D9 Sports.com <laughs> page. <laughs> but uh, you know, but then the winner of that's got to go play auto, and they didn't have any luck either those two times. Clarion Elk, um, the only thing Clarion might have going forward is that uh, Dave Constantino's bra brother Brad uh, is an assistant coach at Punxsy, so they could at least try to use Punxsutawney's uh, game plan against them. Um, the the major problem there is is they don't have Chloe Presloyd or Avery Powell or Daniel uh, <laughs> Gribble, but uh, you know, at least have a game plan. I mean, you know, it, it's something. Um, the game something. that I'm interested in is Ridgeway North Clarion. Um, don't be surprised if Ridgeway sneaks up and beats the She-Wolves. Um, again, Andy, you talked about it. No Lily Holman. It's only going to be the fourth time this year that they're going to play a game without her. Um, I don't want to get into my thoughts. I could go on and on about it. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I think we both could. But 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 by and large, at the end of the day, um, this isn't rocket science. They're they're not as good a team without her as they are with her, and uh, that's going to be an adjustment for sure. And um, you know that's going to be a very intriguing game, no question. You know, Jenna Kazmersky can play inside; she can play outside. Uh, really nice player for the Elkers. Uh, you know, I, 
North Carolina still's got enough that they could win that game. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, I'm not gonna like go right ahead and like, hey, uh, Ridgeway would have to like come. You know, it's gonna be a good game. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, it wouldn't stun me if Ridgeway won that game. Um, and set up a, a, another game with Elk County Catholic because you know we can only have so many Elk County versus Elk County matchups. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and, and then and then it becomes a, a battle for that um, that fifth uh, that fifth spot that fifth playoff spot. So I think that the uh, I think Auto Elk and the winner of the DCC Port Allegheny game, um, you know, are, are in good shape for those spots. Uh, once it gets into that losers bracket and they're reseeding, and some of it's going to depend on what happens. I mean, you know, it could be northern because they're going to reseed, which I love. By the way, I love that they're going to. I love that too. In That's Conce, that... in the Concies bracket because then you get yeah. like northern potter oswayo possibly against north clarion instead of north clarion if they would lose that game so to speak having to play uh having to play say um who would they have had to play andy then that would have been uh six three would play seven two instead of having to play clarion again um they get a little bit of a better matchup in that one and then you because you know the objects to try to get your five best teams right yes and, and what that to your point, what the reseeding does, it does that. It, it it creates the best possible scenario to get the five best teams into the PIAA championships. Is, it, is that for only the girls' bracket they're doing the reseed for? No, no, they're going to reseed. Not they're boys only, as well. only the Concy yep. brackets, though. Oh, Jared. the Concy yeah. brackets. Okay. Yeah, not the main okay. bracket, just the Concy. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Gotcha, um, man. Yeah, just a concy bracket, and, but in boys and girls single A with where they got the five teams going. Um, so uh, it's uh, it's an interesting. Um, it'll be interesting, uh, like how that all how all it shakes out. For, for, now, where you want to be, if you want to win a state playoff game, be the number three seed out of District Nine. <laughs> <laughs> they play the District Ten champion. And you're like, well, why would you want to play the District 10 champion, right, Andy? Well, <laughs> the District 10 championship game is against two, Andy. That is Jamestown and Commodore Perry, who I believe have a combined six wins. Um, you know, when Kennedy Catholic bumped up the double A in District 10 this year, that just created a, um, a, a chasm there. Where there's just, I mean, it is what it is, um, you know. To be perfectly honest, I'm not sure District 10 should have a champion there in single A, but I digress. Chris, we can't hear you. <laughs> Chris. Chris is muted, but... Um, Hold on. How's this, guy? Oh, there he oh, is. There he I saw you talking, guy. but... Well, uh, there are people out there saying that's the best thing for them was me muted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I was what I was gonna say was, you know, um, the uh, the Cambridge Springs and a couple other schools bumped up before Kennedy became Double A because yeah. again they make you do that and declare that before they move teams. Dumb system. I mean, holy cow. 
Like broken anybody with broken rational system. thought process would look at how they do things and go, huh? But right. eh, eh, eh. you know, that's not here nor there at the end of the day, but it left a lot of so so done. I don't even know if it goes as far as so so. Um, probably the best team in single A in District 10 is Youngsville, and they said, nah, no thanks. Um, which was probably wise because I mean yep. they 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 lost the forest area. I mean, District Nine's bottom rung teams are better than anybody District Ten has to offer. Yeah, and again, that's just. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. That's just wasting everyone's time. We are <laughs> just wasting everybody's time. We, you know, I mean, Red Bank's JV team would win the District Ten championship. Yeah, no question, no question. I mean, in, in by thirty or forty. Yeah, by by yeah. It's, yeah, you know, it's just it's a, as you said, it's a it's a broken system, so, and so hopefully somehow or other, because the system is completely broke here, the losers of the semifinals get to play maybe the most important game in all of the district because they're going to get themselves a state playoff win when they win that Conti game. <laughs> For yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, that could get that could be that can be mercy roll. Could be. <laughs> I fully I mean, expected. I mean, did did Jamestown and Youngsville did they or Jamestown and Commodore did they beat anybody that wasn't themselves? No. Nope. Like they beat Rocky Grove and like who Rocky Grove didn't win a game all year. I mean, my goodness, what are we doing? Yeah, it's that's it's a it's a fail. There's no question. It's a it's a fail. <laughs> Next, move on Next, to yeah. uh, move, moving on moving to the two A. Well, so yes, Red Bank Valley. Red Bank Valley is back down into two A this year, and they have the number one spot in the girls' side. Monotaw's number two, Cowder Sports number three, and Keystone's four. Those games will be played on Tuesday, the twenty eighth, at neutral sites. Keystone versus Red Bank. Did they announce a date? Location on that yet? No, I haven't gotten a location on that yet, Jared. We're still waiting on that. So, uh, so we'll probably figure that out on twenty seventh, maybe. Nah, I would imagine we'll hear that early next week, early this week. Okay, and then Countersport versus Montauk at Brockway. What's our thoughts on that? Are we going to see another? Are we going to see round three of Red Bank Montauk? Are we going to see? No, that'd be round four. Round four, Jared. Round four. Get your rounds right. Round four. Yes. I, I see no reason up. not to expect that. Yeah, but man, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Like round one was really good. Round two was okay. Round three, not so much. What's round four going to be like if we get there? Blowout, even more so. I don't know. Um, I guess that's pretty much says everything there. Three A, Carn City Kane for the three A championship game that is going to be played on Tuesday before the Brookville Monotaw game. Our thoughts on this game, huh? Carn City Kane three A. Yeah, but you have the wrong date. It's uh, this says Tuesday, February twenty eighth. Yeah, this Tuesday. Oh, that's oh, that's oh, that's the following Tuesday. Yeah, that's the following Tuesday, Jared. Oh wow, wow, I am way behind on that. <laughs> I guess I forgot it was the nineteenth. It's those red earphones. They've he's they they've got them all messed up. <laughs> Maybe the Fu Manchu stashed yeah. them. <laughs> Tuesday the twenty eighth, we have a game between Kane and Karn City. What's According to Goose Gossage. 
Some of our viewers aren't going to get that reference. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Goose Gossage up there didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't. I don't get the. I don't get the reference. Uh, moving on. <laughs> um, I, I view this as Carn City as a as a prohibitive favorites, um, but that's just me. Are you gonna go against that, Chris? Are you going with? Um, no, I'm not going against that. I think that's a. I think that's a fairly. Um, I think that's a fairly uh, spot-on assessment there. Um, I mean, I, I hate to oversimplify it, but I just, I mean, that's just, I don't see, you know, I, I, I just see Carn City's just, you know, the better team there. Yeah, I just, I think, I think that's 100% right, and um, let's, uh, you know, um, For uh, for all of those in the younger audience here, we're going to show them what Goose Gossage and what. Right, gonna... <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so that, that's what we're that's what we're getting at here. That's that's why uh, that's why we're calling them Goose Gossage. <laughs> I see it now. Mine's not as bushy though, but it'll get there at some point. Understand the reference though now, right? I do understand. <laughs> learn, learn something new tonight. Hey, Hall of Fame relief pitcher, man, you got to get got to get back up on your uh, on the knowledge there. So uh, <laughs> I don't I don't have as much uh, baseball knowledge as you do, unfortunately. Though <laughs> a little behind on that. Well, I mean, after all, you were in seventh grade in 2011, so that's, that's just leaving us that. In <laughs> uh, 4A action, Clearfield and St. Mary's, Clearfield and St. Mary's battle each other on February 23rd. That game will be played at Dubois High School with the winner playing Punxsutawney. I don't. Who do we have who do we have in that one? I got St. Mary's in that one. I, I got St. Mary's as well. Um, solid team. Um, you know, well coached. I agree with that. Uh, then do we see do we see any changes in the St. Mary's Punksy game? Do we see no. St. Mary's no. taking it no. at, at no. all? No. 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 Yeah, if, and, that, like, and that's not and again, that's not like, an indictment on St. Mary's at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's not an indictment on St. Mary's at all. They're not a bad team by any means, but um that speaks to just how good Punksy is, in my opinion. The question is, to me, and I'm looking it up as we speak here, but um, can can Punksy make any type of run at the state level at 4A? Um, 9-1 goes into the bracket against 7-5. I think that's a game you can win, don't you, Andy? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think Pugs can win that game. And then you play the winner of the 7-2-10-3 game. And if you get past that game, now you're looking at like 5-1 or 6-1, 7-4-10-1 or 7-6. Um, and when you're, yeah. looking, when, when you're looking over there, what are you looking at in, um, in District 10? Who's going to be the champion in 4A, Andy? Um, it, it, to, to me, there's separation in, in District 10. There, there's Fairview, 
Harbor Creek are the top two, and then Warren's probably three, and then there's a fairly significant drop off. So you're probably ten three is probably going to be. My guess would be Warren, but there's a chance it could be Harbor Creek. Um, and again, I think Punxsy would be. My opinion, Punxsy would be favored against either of those teams. And if Punxsy, if, 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 if that's if that's how it played out. If Punxy was playing 10-1, you're looking at – in that case, you're looking at what? You're looking at – Probably either Fairview or Harbor Creek would be my best guess. Um, Did either either of those teams play Warren this year? uh, They did not, actually. So we don't, um, have a, we don't have a matchup there to, to figure. But I guess what I'm getting at, is it possible? Is it is it within theoretically possible for Punxsutawney, specifically if they can get past, like, say, 7-2, to, yeah. um, to, to, to make a run towards the state semifinals? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no question, in my opinion. They um, – I don't think they fear anybody, and for good reason. This is a team, again, as I've talked to coaches, they're tough to prepare for. They're tough to scout. Here is part of the problem. If the, if the brackets hold chalk in the, in the, in the whip yield, uh, mm-hmm. two would be North Catholic. Um, yeah. North Catholic is, um, let's see, North Catholic is generally a pretty good program. They're nineteen and three. They have losses twice to teams outside of uh, a team from Delaware, a team from Virginia, and then they have a loss to Norwin, who's six A. Um, yeah, and again, I'm not saying Punxsy would be favored in yeah. games. I probably well, wouldn't. And here, here becomes but, the question. Here comes. Here becomes the question. You saw the other team that's the top seed there, Blackhawk. Yeah. Um, how good is Blackhawk? You've seen Blackhawk. You've seen Punxsy. How do they match up? I think it's a fascinating matchup, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Blackhawk, again, I think both of these teams have really good guard play. Um, Blackhawk, they're not – size-wise, they're fairly evenly matched. Um, you know, I, I think the, the, the Potts girl from from um, from Blackhawk might be an advantage just in terms of she's just a flat-out shooter. Uh, but, again, but Punxsy has that, too. Uh, with the Gribbles and with Chloe Presloid. So it, it's not a situation where it's a Whitfield team versus a District 9 team, and the Whitfield team has a, has a distinctive physical advantage. I, you know, yeah, I wouldn't say Black that Hawk, by any means. Blackhawk lost to Prep. Kennedy by. Catholic. Yeah. No, they also lost to Prep. Right, yeah. And they both lost, close games. Yeah, and that's not to say. I mean, Blackhawk's really good. But, yeah, but I mean, really I good. This slight, isn't, yeah, this isn't your typical District 9 champion. You know, or if we put Punxsy in that position, um, this is a very, very good basketball team. And they, they, I promise you this, I'm not saying they could, they would win a game like that, but they, they would not be intimidated by any means. Andy, what happened with prep against Harbor Creek on Monday? Uh, well, Jaden McBride was out for prep. So that, that probably had, you know, something to do with it. <laughs> And Harbor Creek is what classification? Harbor Harbor Creek's four A. Boy, I would think that would, and yet Fairview's the favorite. I mean, um, I, I think it's a top. Fairview and Harbor Creek are the one and the two, and they split during the regular season. Fairview hey, won the month. By, by, by the way, Andy, that means you lied earlier in this in this in this program. 
What, what did I say? You said that Prep hadn't lost since losing to, to a District 10 team since losing five years ago to Warren, but they lost on Monday to Harbor Creek. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> detail. No. Um, I, I digress. I, I apologize. Unless you wanted to score wrong in our, in our league lineup. Um, getting ahead of myself there. But, yeah, Fairview and Harbor Creek split during the regular season. Um Fairview won the first meeting. Harbor Creek won the second meeting. Um, so yeah, I, I think those two teams are pretty evenly matched as far as who potentially Punksy could see. All right. Um, last one we have: Dubois versus Cathedral. Oh, by the by, by, by the by the way, Andy, you didn't lie. You just entered the score wrong. I, I think, yeah, I, I was confused, and forget, I confused myself, and that, that's my well, fault. Listen, but, uh, this is this is completely on you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just said that. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Uh, so, so, yeah, prep, prep, uh, Andy and, and prep, I guess prep. Yeah, prep hasn't lost a game actually in one year. It's prep Villa because they became the girls' program game prep this year. They're rolled into one. One yeah, well, and, and on top the, of that, the, 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 they didn't lose. Yeah. They didn't lose to Harbor Creek. They beat Harbor Creek. You just right. had to score wrong, and yeah, uh, in, yeah. In the, yeah. In the, yeah. yeah, we've we've established that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we're I mean, they're... established it a couple more times already. <laughs> <laughs> we're confusing um, the living daylights out of me. <laughs> um, I was on. like, wait a second, Harbor Creek beat beat Prep. What what yeah. happened? How did that happen? Like yeah. that made no sense to me at all. <laughs> We're fixing it as we speak, folks. Come on, Andy. Well, you know when he when he when he creates his own issues, I don't feel that sorry. <laughs> Jared, did you have a question somewhere in there? <laughs> oh yeah, do do boys versus Cathedral Prep in the five A girls side. Um, good luck. Uh, yeah, that's that's not much of a debate in my opinion. No offense to do boys, um, I, I think Prep rolls in that game. Yeah, yeah, that's um, um, I yeah, <laughs> I mean, Dubois Dubois played Dubois played Punxsutawney twice and came up on the short end by scores of uh, oh, where are we at here uh, fifty five thirty three and fifty to nineteen. Yeah, and Punksy, as we know, ended up losing. Even though it was close, they ended up losing by double digits to Prep. Right. Um, you know, now maybe they could take a page out of Ridgeway's book and just hold the ball. For <laughs> Ten that minutes. might be their best option. It probably is their best option. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. So that that kind of wraps up all of our. Hey, you know what? This John John Swanson's one hundred percent right though. Nobody is out dressing Dave Bennett. <laughs> facts. Straight facts, Swanee. <laughs> well, you know what? There might be one person that might be able to outdress Dave Bennett, and that's Mike Jewett. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. He had the driving cap on. Like, you know, he didn't coach with the driving cap on, but he had the driving cap on when he was leaving Keystone. And, uh, <laughs> he might be able to outdress Dave Bennett. It's like it's like it's like nobody out pizzas the hot, nobody outdresses Dave Bennett. <laughs> Pizzahut.com, by the way, one of our sponsors. Shout out Pizza Hut. 
Speaking of sponsors, here, let's take a break. Let's thank them again. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll have more from. Uh, we'll we'll wrap things up, I guess. Right? That's what we'd be yeah. doing. We'd be wrapping things up at that point. So, yeah, let's let's thank let's thank some more of our sponsors here. Hi, Chris Rossetti here from D9and10sports.com. I wanted to take a second to tell you about one of the best restaurants in all of western Pennsylvania, the Allegheny Grill in Foxburg, PA. With indoor and outdoor dining, you can enjoy prime rib all weekend long, or perhaps it is their full wings served on Thursday wing nights that you're after. From celebrating a special occasion to hanging out with family and friends, the Allegheny Grill in Foxburg is the place to be. As they like to say, you come for the food and you stay for the view. Reserve your table today at AlleghenyGrill.com. Need plumbing, heating, or air conditioning services in Western PA? Then call Luton's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning in Clarion today at 814-226-8695. At Luton's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, we believe that a service-oriented business like ours should give you quality care and a quick response time. That's why we stand on our promise, offering you reliable 24-hour service that gets your job done right when you need it. We can also be found on the web at lutonsplumbing.com. Again, that number is 814-226-8695. Fran Morelli Sales and Service is a family-owned and operated used car dealership and auto repair facility that has been serving Brockway, Pennsylvania since 1976. At Fran Morelli Sales and Service, we stock a wide variety of used cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs. You never have to worry about buying a vehicle from us with each of our vehicles in our inventory going through a rigorous inspection process to make sure that your vehicle is in the best condition. Call our team of experts today at 814 265 1330 and check us out at franmorelli.com. What's the recipe for surprising the kids, treating yourself, and ditching dish duty? You're looking at it. Order your Pizza Hut faves like original pan, original stuffed crust, and more at pizzahut.com. No one out pizzas the hut. Are you hungry? Of course you're hungry. And Daddy's on Main Street in Clarion is ready to tackle that hunger for you. Serving amazing food since 2008, Daddy's has been Clarion's go-to stop whenever hunger strikes. Whether it's a good old-fashioned hot dog or hamburger, a salad, or something from their rotating chef's menu. Yes, I said rotating chef's menu. Daddy has you covered. You can order ahead by calling 814-223-4687 or come on in and dine in. Have a big event you are catering? Daddy's can do that too. Like Daddy's on Facebook at Daddy's Clarion and stop in today. You won't be disappointed. All right. Uh, speaking of sponsors, I actually did. Uh, I ate at the Allegheny Grill of Foxburg before I went up to Clarion on Saturday afternoon. Oh, What'd fantastic. You What'd you have? I got the pepperoni balls, French onion soup and oh, I got, that's good stuff. got mm -hmm. the Ang Angus burger. Oh yeah, good stuff. They, uh, they catered the, the KSAG hospitality room. Oh man, chicken and beef and mashed potatoes and green beans. It was like two days worth of food. It was unbelievable. Check them out <laughs> folks. AlleghenyGrill.com. Dewey Irwin. Tell them we sent you. Get there. Tell them we sent you and ask you ask, ask for like, a, I don't know, 1% off. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna work something out with Dewey like that. You no, know, like, tell him that that the YDL Sports Network sent you. You get like five percent off or something. Gotta work that out. <laughs> I'll give Dewey. I'm gonna call Dewey right after. Like, Dewey, you think we have a great idea here? <laughs> a great, great idea. I mean, that was actually the first time I've ever eaten down there. I I've never been able to make it out there, and finally, finally made it uh, out there. Matt, Matt oh. Mahalik, uh wants to know our thoughts on Double A, which we gave already, but um. I'm not sure, Matt, if you're wanting uh, double A boys or girls. If you let us know real quick before we go, we'll uh, we'll recap that um, real quick here. But uh, 
you know, let us know if you want the boys or the girls there, Matt. And uh, once you do, we'll we'll tell you what, what our thoughts were real quick on it. Um, boys. boys, yeah, okay. So boys, boys yeah, we we did do that, and uh, the boys that would be the um, hey, that, that that's where that was that was where we thought that like a Ridgeway versus um, Otto Eldridge. Yeah, Otto Eldred um, semifinal would be a really interesting matchup of, of styles. Uh, we really thought that Carn City CL, if they matched up in the semifinals, could be another really interesting game. Um, you know, so but, uh, we're just going to give you the cliff notes there, Matt, since uh, you missed it. But Matt, you can always go back and rewatch this whole show. Uh, it's archived on uh, JB Graphics stuff. It's archived on the YDL Sports Network stuff. You can pick and choose where you want to go, what you want to see. All that sort of stuff, but uh, we do we we think that's going to be a really interesting bracket. Like we said, we like that matchup between Ridgeway and Auto and the contrasting styles. If Ridgeway gets past past Red Bank, which I don't know if that's right, a good yeah. thing, um, and uh, really like um, the idea of a Carn City CL rematch too. And uh, tell you what, you get a, a CL Auto game in the final. My goodness, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think the yeah, Points points will not be hard to come by in that one. No, no, no. It's not going to be like your game last night. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the 2A has a lot of potential for a lot of really good matchups, especially, I mean, even the first round, second round, third round, the whole way through, I think that there's going to be a lot of games to see in the 2A side. No question. So well, Jared, thanks. Yeah, Jared, thanks for putting this thing together. Um, hope everybody's had some fun tonight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for hopping on and doing like a little collab here with the uh, JB Graphics download. Uh, for like, as Chris said, yeah, let, let, let people let, let people know where they can find your stuff at, Jared. Oh, you can hold on. Where's my? You see the display names. You can find me at JB underscore Graphics two underscores. As Chris was saying, you can rewatch, re-listen to the show on all of our socials, YouTube, and. I will be uploading this episode onto Spotify and Apple Podcast for those who don't want to see our faces and just want to listen to it. They can listen to it that way. Make, make sure make sure you go and buy some of Jarrett's photos too. The, the, yeah, the, 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 the boy needs to eat a little bit, so yeah. Go buy. Yeah, he's still a grown. He's still a grown boy. I mean, after all, he graduated high. He was in seventh grade in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> still, still You're not gonna let that yeah. one go. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely check out the Smug Mug. I know uh, Noah DeTulio's been taking some pictures. He's just uploaded. We just got him. He just sent me the uh, North Clarion Monotoss semifinals and the Red Bank Clarion KSAC semifinals. So there's some albums of that. Uh, my North rep, Allison Crow, she was at the AML Games this past weekend. So she'll probably have some of those albums up. And with the announcement of Super Saturday returning, you can expect to see me there taking pictures for all five games that'll be played there and possibly that Friday night, I'm going to try to make it out there. So lots of JB graphics, photo content, graphic content, especially now with the playoff brackets being released, I'm going to try the best I can do to have every playoff game, have a matchup graphic. Definitely check that, check that out. You'll be able to see that on here. If you want to buy some cool merch like this JB graphics hoodie, you can go to shopjpmerch.com. Shouldn't Andy and I be getting like some of that stuff for free? Uh, <laughs> stuff for free. You can even get a T-shirt that has JV Graphics and the Fu Man shoe on it. 
we're doing this wrong, Andy. We need to get something with like Andy's head on it and sell some T-shirts for D9, and 10 Sports, YDL Sports Network with Andy's uh, with Andy's mug on it. Um, <laughs> it drop a, drop us a line if you think we should get Andy. If you'd buy a T-shirt with Andy's mug on it, um, hashtag could be like Andy's fault or something like that. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Inside <laughs> joke, folks. Inside joke. But you know, maybe maybe we should be doing that. <laughs> Poor, poor, poor Wi-Fi zone, something like that. Yeah, oh, that's it. Hashtag poor Wi-Fi. <laughs> we got, we gotta, we gotta start, we gotta start a GoFundMe to uh, upgrade Andy's Wi-Fi, <laughs> so it doesn't freeze up on him all the time. Well, that's all I got with we gotta my figure, plugs. We're gonna figure out Jared how to take calls next time. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. It's the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but to, to to that point, definitely enjoy all your feedback in the comments section, and uh, definitely appreciate everyone tuning in tonight. Absolutely, and we'll we'll have you covered as well as anybody on D Nine and Ten Sports dot com, the YDL Sports Network for all your playoff action. We'll have a couple of broadcasts coming up, I think, and uh, we'll also uh, you you know you get all kinds of written coverage and all that. Um, I hear there's something called wrestling coming up this weekend too. Is that right? You, you that, that is correct. Garrett, are you going to tip in to, to to shoot wrestling for JB Graphics on uh, Saturday? Um, potentially. I haven't figured it. It uh, really depends on the weather this weekend. There might be a race that I go to down in Lincoln Speedway, but we'll see how the weather is. You know how Pennsylvania weather is. Who won the Daytona 500 today? Anybody know? Uh, Joey Logano. Let me see. I think I did That's not like watch. Joey Close winning it. Joey Close. Yeah, Joey uh, Close did not win. I think, Rick, I Ricky think. Stenhouse Jr. won. Oh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Okay. I bet you Ricky Stenhouse Sr. was really excited. I'm he sure he was. Alive. <laughs> he's alive. I bet he's really excited. <laughs> I think that's like his third ever win. So shout out to him for winning. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, thanks for joining, guys. We'll sign off here. And like we said, you can find all of our stuff on our social medias, re-listen, re-watch, all that fancy stuff. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Andy. See you guys soon. Yep, talk to you guys soon. Night, gentlemen.